we start today's episode, just to let you know, you can now nominate for the 2025 Northern Power Women Awards. To be in with a chance of celebrating with changemakers, trailblazers and advocates on the 6th of March 2025. Nominate now at wearepower.net. Power Women podcast for your career and your life, no matter what business you're in. Hello and welcome to the Northern Power Women podcast. And this is our, what we're calling the, the path to power season. Everyone's got different paths. Everyone's got their own power. And we're going to find out about the amazing individuals, those inspirational individuals who featured on this year's Power List, Future List. They're the change makers, the trailblazers who are making a difference across and in their communities by challenging the norm, creating more inclusive cultures, and there's so much to learn from all of our guests. So that's why I love doing this on a weekly basis. I have these fantastic conversations, which hopefully hopefully give you some inspiration, advice to drive your professional and personal growth. And this week, I am delighted to introduce you to Keisha Adair Swaby, who's international inspirational speaker, dyslexia speaker, radio diamond presenter. Um, and actually, as of just, you know, very recently, author. Welcome, Keisha. Welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much, Simone. What an introduction. Thank you for having me on here today. And you were diagnosed, weren't you, with severe dyslexia and dyspraxia um, in your last years of university. But of course, it didn't stop you along the way, achieving a first class honours degree, then a master's in health psychology at Manchester Met. And you're on a mission. I know that to empower others with your personal story. Um, And that's what we love. We love these personal, authentic stories, your determination in your new book, which is called Empowering Dyslexics, Blessed and Gifted, which I absolutely love, is available on Amazon now. And we will pop the details in the show notes so you do not miss out. Keisha, welcome and congratulations on the book. Thank you, Simone. It's an amazing day today. After all this time and writing my book throughout doing my master's and throughout lockdown, it's finally here on Amazon. I'm so excited today. Oh, now tell us, tell us about the book and where, you know, why you decided to, because, you know, it's not easy, is it, just suddenly putting all these words on a a piece of paper and getting that story out there. I've been dyslexic as well and dyspraxic. So yeah, the book is, (laughs) the book has been... It's not mission easy, that is it? Go big or go home. I've taken on all the challenges, all the barriers getting out the way. The book has been a labour of love, love actually, because um, I was diagnosed in the last few weeks of my degree at university. And that's when everything changed for me. My life changed in a way that I started to understand wow, this is why I do things the way I do things. And this is why I've always been like this all of my life. So the day the the beautiful Leslie in the library said to me, "Um, Keisha didn't know that you're dyslexic, was like a whole ceiling moment where the light was coming through the library ceiling, shining on on me and like, what did you just say, Leslie? And she said to me, yes, I can see where you're dyslexic because I have a brother who's also dyslexic. And I can see the way you write things. So the book now is to share my story after coming from Jamaica at the age of 14 to the UK, going straight into the education system, spending two years in the education system, finishing at 16 without a single GCSE. 
Now that was disappointing for me because I, knowing myself, I'm a determined person. So I was disappointed within myself. However, I had to be sympathetic as well because I was just lost in the system. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't understand the, the, the syllabus. I didn't understand coming from the sunny Jamaica into the cold. I got bullied in school. All of that was going on. So yeah, it's been a journey of love, really. Oh, absolutely. And and you know, you're talking about is it Leslie? Is it Leslie? We talk about that 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 you know this this amazing human who suddenly made this statement. How did you feel with that? Because often when you're diagnosed at a point later on in life you know not at those not at the school sort of ages can feel a sense of loss or grief what 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 did it make you feel I felt very emotional and I felt really regretful because I had spent my time in my first job with the GMB when I was younger after finishing college and achieving my GCSE English and I felt relief as well it was a massive relief and greater understanding within myself to know that wow, I am absolutely brilliant. I have dyslexia, but I am amazing. And the determination and the resilience that I have, that comes from being dyslexic and told that you're good for nothing in in school and you're dunce and you're stupid, you know. All those things that I had finally made sense. So I made it my mission now to to change the narrative from saying learning difficulty because it's not a difficulty, it's a learning difference because we all learn different as as humans. And the thing is, especially in the black community, the book is basically to raise more awareness in our community because there's still a lot of stigma, shame that's attached. But I own it. A lot of people may say it's not their superpower, but personally for me, it is my superpower because it makes me the great person that I am. Communication, empathy, networking, all those things that I'm great at is because I'm dyslexic and dyspraxic. And I think, we, you know, we're always encouraging, isn't it? Be the best version of yourself or be be you. You know, everyone else has taken, everyone else has got their own journey, their own story. And, you know, we we talked about this is the path to power season, you know, and what better way to kick it off than, you know, your, this is your superpower. And I, I love that phrase, learning difference. Um, and, and I think we're always mindful of trying to put the, the positive language around things and not in a, oh gosh, not everything can be positive and sparkly and fluffy and, 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 and whatever but actually you know I, I think that positivity can it can pass on isn't it it becomes sort of something else oh I, I can do that actually I've got learning difference too it's not a difficulty it's not a barrier I can um, and, I, and I love the the, the the sense of you using the phrase you know the blessed and, you know blessed and gifted I love that as well because that gives you that superpower because you, your daughter was diagnosed wasn't she yeah she was diagnosed at uni yeah, at uni again. So there's a pattern going through our generation. And also my other children are neurodiverse. I've got another daughter who's a twin. She's got a twin brother and she's been diagnosed officially with dyspraxia. Still need to go for an assessment for dyslexia because what people need to understand about these conditions is that it's hereditary. So chances are if you have it or someone in your family you have to pay attention to your children because something might be going on there as well. And and, and that's it's a key thing, isn't it? Because some people think when they get that, you know, dyslexia or dyspraxia means that they're not going to achieve the dreams that they have and that, you know, for their life ahead. Uh, what would you say to them, author Keisha? <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. There's nothing out there that you cannot achieve. If I can do it, which I, I learned to read very late. And as I said, I left school without a single GCSE. But throughout my life, I've become really determined and I've created strategies in my life 
to overcome these challenges that I had. So right now, every day, I'm not saying that it's not, I'm not saying it's easy. Every day is a challenge in itself. However, you have to look at the positives and take the positives out of it. So anyone out there who has anything, don't be ashamed. Own who you are because the, the, the quicker you can own who you are and be your authentic self. I trip up over things. I laugh at myself because I will put a post out on Facebook and there's words missing. It's spelled wrong or something and I have to go edit it a hundred times. But that is just part of who I am. So even in the book, you might spot an error in there, but that's it. It is what it is. You know, it's no one is perfect in life. So nothing can stop you and all the challenges that you think that you may have. There's somebody out there as well who's going through a lot worse than you are. And some people, you've got a really positive, you can, I can see it in you uh, and you know and, and our listeners can hear that from you but some people do find that a struggle to kind of advocate for themselves um you know and, and think well actually I don't know whether I want to disclose being the real me because I'm I'm I, you know I'm, I'm bothered by it or whatever but what 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 further advice would you give to someone out there who thinks that you know that they're, they're not confident enough to advocate the biggest thing is letting go of what others think of you because we can get so held up and worried about what other people are thinking of us. And sometimes they're not even thinking about us. They've got their own issues going on. So I live my life where I don't, I'm not bothered about opinions. I just, if you, I'm, I'm, I'm this or if you, I'm, I'm, I'm Marmite, you either like me or you don't. If you don't, that's your issue because what somebody else think of you is absolutely none of your business. You just need to get on with what you get on, stay in your lane and do the mission because we're all here for a mission. You're on a mission, Simone. You're on a mission of empowering and helping all the amazing women in this world. And you can't let what people are thinking of you take you off that mission or make you get sidetracked because you're not going to achieve what you need to achieve. And who has been sort of instrumental in, you know, that has been around you? Because you're somebody who very much puts that out there as well. You know, you're here to help. You're here to support. You've 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 taken your learning difference and, you know, you know, you give people stages. You've written books. You know, you've got you've got this new book. But who's been there for you? I've got an amazing network of people especially on LinkedIn when it comes to this community of neurodiversity I have people from EY in my network I have amazing people from um, um, Dyslexic Association the BDA I have friends who are also um, neurodiverse I have I have a friend uh, Marcia who lives in London and I'm in her book as well which is Black Brilliant and Dyslexic and I've written a chapter in there's 25 of us but what it is in life, you have to find your tribe. It's so important. And it's so important to have a great network of other people who believe in you because we don't always necessarily believe in ourselves as much as other people can see the potential in us. And when you have those people around there rooting for you, helping you, supporting you, it's like today, the, the, the support that I've been getting from my network in regards to the book and people may send them a screenshots I've ordered your book, I've ordered your book. And that is so important. It really is. So my family, all my friends, people that I've went, went to university with, people in my past work. There's so many people. I've got a massive network. I didn't realize it until recently when I get put up for these awards, like it was in, in, in November for the NBCC awards and for your award, Northern Power Awards. My network is like, they just really show up. 
So there's so many people out there, Simone. You've always inspired me since I made connection with you and we did that project with BBC that time when I met you in person. People like you were out there who were fighting the corner for other women, helping us, helping us on our journeys as well, because that is so important. It, I always say it's collaboration over competition because no one needs to compete with anyone. We're all individual and I can't be you, you can't be me and that's what that's what it is. Do you know what we did the uh, the, the winners episode? Um, we, we had the you know had the great opportunity, literally thirty six hours after the awards, to talk to some of the great winners and commended. And um, something that Nikki Chance Thompson and I, who's the chief exec of the Peace Hall over in Halifax, which is fantastic, and she says she fed something back to me, which you know was sort of it stuck with me, and I'm, I feel very like enlightened by, which is you know in that room. What you've done is for years, actually, sorry, for years, there's almost been that pitting women against each other, you know, sort of pitting minority against each other. So almost like you're trying to cut it up like pie because there's not enough to go around. And, you know, but actually you've made, you know, this different, you've made it actually more critical and non-negotiable Like you work together. You know, you collegiate, you collaborate and you support and empower. And, you know, I know we go on about the awards because it's actually a big event, you know, for us each year. But actually, it's not an event. It's not one night. We go on and on. I've got, I've got my badge on. We are, we are more because it's more than one night. It's what comes from that. You, you know, we've got the mentoring program that's just kicked off because we want to keep that connectivity. So it's I appreciate it as well when that's kind of fed back. You go, well, yeah, of course, that's what we want to do. Why, why would we want to be in a negative place? It's not cool, is it? It's not fun. Yeah, it's true. It's so true. And, you know, seeing what you created that night, the togetherness, you know, and when I walked in, what struck me first was when I walked through the door and Lydia was there, Lydia Wong. And honestly, she made me feel so welcome. And I was observing her because I like to observe things because I love awards and all of these things. And, you know, she, she was there and she's welcoming everyone. And that makes such a massive difference when you walk into that, that space and there's friendly faces and people who are rooting for each other. I kind of, I still can't bottle what I felt that night when you, when you did that award, because even getting us to stand up and do the signing, which is signing is something that I've always wanted to do because I use my hand all the time. I'm very visual and very moving movie. So that was absolutely amazing. And what you did as well, that extra special thing was you <laughs> actually <laughs> learned it that night so you can be part of the bigger picture with them as well. So it was amazing, Simone. Well done. You and the team as you totally smashed it. So you've got your radio show, uh, Radio Diamond. You 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 know, you use that show, don't you, to give people the opportunity to share their stories. Um why is that so important for you as well? So I created a Lady K Aspire to Inspire show on Radio Diamond because my journey started off with BBC Radio Manchester when I was at university. And the, the, the premise of it is to share stories of amazing people doing great things in our community. So I've interviewed hundreds of authors, um, music artists, because it's so important because a lot of people think that um, radio is so unreachable. So I like to be that one to say, you know what, you can come on my show and we can have a chat. And I always say to them, don't see it as an interview because people always get so nervous. And I'm saying to them, especially if it's an interview over the telephone, I give them sort of tips and stuff. And whenever they come on my show, they always report back to me and say, you know what, 
I absolutely love that because I didn't feel your interview style is so relaxed. It was just a chat. And I say to them, that's all it is. Don't see it as a rigid interview because I know what it's like. I've been there myself and I've been in their shoe where I think, oh, how would I get on the radio? You know, it's one of those things. And I'm thinking, I just want it to be accessible to everyone who wants to share their story. And it's important because there's so many people in our community who are doing great things and there isn't a platform for them to express what they're doing. So to me, I absolutely love it. And I love chatting to people, love interviewing people, just like you, Simone. And you've not been on my show yet, so I'm hooking you up, missus. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in. But it is that, do you know what? I think we both naturally have that um, fascination about humans, don't we? And I think, you know, you've, you've gone on to write the book, speak on stages globally, but, you know, was that something that came naturally to you? No, Simone, because when I was in school, because I got bullied for the way that I spoke coming from Jamaica, I was sort of muted for a while. I just wouldn't talk and I was shy. I didn't have the confidence. But as as you get older and you have children, I've got four children now, and you kind of realise that, you know what, you've just to go out there and do it now. And I love that I've changed in a way that I've grown and I've I've actually you know, it, there's a part in your life where you you have to get out of your comfort zone and just go out there and do it because nothing happens in the comfort zone. The magic's not going to happen because when I saw the ad, when I was in university and I saw the um, email coming from Jenny, who's a student engagement officer at university, and I saw this massive project with BBC Radio Manchester and I put it off for ages, Simone, because it was so overwhelming and what I had to do. And when I completed the thing and finally sent it off, and I got a call from them to say that you're going to be part of the Over To You project. And I had to go in the studio three times to go through the processes and bring my idea to the forefront to them. I was like, when I did that, my confidence sort of went through the roof because it's always been a dream for me to be on the radio, to do it from a childhood, from a childhood. So it, I say to anyone out there, take your time and try and understand yourself and feel the fear and do it anyway it's one of my favorite books it's one of my most favorite books because if you're fearful nothing's gonna happen you just have to just take your time and get out there do you know what it's been an absolute joy chatting to you i love that you know what a better way to kick off the first of our path to power series by hearing about all of your superpowers the power that you give to everyone else that you have on your show that's going to read the your book that you know by literally giving your voice as well keisha thank you so much best of luck with your book we'll put all the details in the show notes thank you thanks simone thank you and thanks all of you for listening Remember, these are our weekly episodes, Northern Power Women podcast. Please do subscribe. Oh, leave us a review. We'd love that. We'd all get very smiley if that happened too. And please do share. We want to be able to pass on the expertise and the knowledge of our brilliant guests every week. So, And if you would like to join us on this mission of using your power for good um, on professional and personal development and empowering each other, then please do join on our digital platform. It's our hub. It's where everything is, our insights our events, our voices, our network, our community, wearepower.net. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, My name's Simone. This is the Northern Power Women podcast and you've been listening to a What Goes On Media production.